Welcome to How Did This Get Played Premium DLC. I'm Nick Weiger, across from Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm sitting right beside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. So this is uh, the second one of our premium DLC shows, and we're originally going to do something else. However, we got so many good questions, and we barely kind of scratched the surface, uh, so we're going to try to barrel through the rest of them. Uh, it's another edition of Super Question Block Turbo, Turbo Deluxe, Deluxe Edition. Edition. We're going to read some of your mails, listen perhaps to some of your audio mails, and then we will respond. Voicemails. They're called voicemails. Mm, audio mails also works. <laughs> okay, this one is from Chuck Eldridge. And the, Hi, the, Chuck. The, Hi, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Uh, the The headline here, the, the subject for this email is, going all in on a bad game. Chuck writes, a couple of years ago, I started following Days Gone, read all the articles, Watched all the developer interviews and trailers. I hyped it up with my friends the entire time. Release day gets four months away. I buy a 4K TV, upgrade to a PS4 Pro. Holy shit. And wow. buy my first surround sound system during this time. And I pre-order the collector's edition. Oh my God. <laughs> to the tune of $180. Oh God. This is so horrible. Chuck. Chuck. I avoided all gameplay videos, so I wouldn't spoil it for myself. (laughs) We're not laughing at you, Chuck. We're laughing at the plight. This is terrible. Nightmare. Well, the game gets released. I use a vacation day for it. Wow. 20 hours in, and I'm completely disappointed. (laughs) The game itself is on my shelf, and the collector's edition is in my garage. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) There's not even a question. (laughs) Chuck wrote us a Black Mirror episode (laughs) and sent it to the email. Getplayedpod at gmail.com. But does this evoke any uh, struggles that maybe we've had along the way in our gaming histories? I kickstarted that... that uh, Mega Man game, Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh yes, I kickstarted the fuck out of that game. I was so excited about Mighty Number no. Nine. I thought that the thing holding Mega Man games back must be some kind of corporate hierarchy, like some kind of in, like gaming industrial complex against the man. Yeah, boy, oh fucking boy, <laughs> I played that game for like four minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I think I might have spent like $150 on Mighty Number no. 9. Not spent, yeah. but like sent. S- gave them money to fund it. And the other thing, that, the other thing that, and this might change in the future is I pre ordered um, the Polymega. Uh, oh, yeah. Years ago. This is a system that's supposed to play everything. It's a, it's got like all these different things. You snap into it and you can play anything like Sega CD, Saturn, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. You can play anything in HD hooked up to your television. That fucking thing still hasn't come out. That was like $600. Jesus. Um, so those are my two going all ins on. And it, both times it's Kickstarter or whatever. It's my fault. Right. Don't trust Kickstarter. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's resulted in pain for a lot of people. I 
so when I, while while the question was being read, I was looking up on my phone what the name of this fucking game was because there was a there was a hard sci-fi strategy game developed by Sierra Sierra who mostly did uh, graphic adventure games, but they did you know they 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 messed around with some other genres and this was one of them. And I was trying to remember what the fuck it was because it was a game that I was so hyped for, and the reviews like the first reviews were like. Very positive, and I loved this other game, Master of Orion, which was a space strategy game. I thought this was, oh, this is going to be another one. This is going to be fucking awesome. And apparently, it's called Outpost. Uh, came out in 1994. I was so hyped for this game that, like, we we like I got the game on like the Friday it came out or whenever it came out. But then we had to go to my grandma's house because we had to like help her with something, and I didn't have a computer that she could that could run it. So I brought the manual with me just to like read the manual and like fantasize about playing this game for like an entire weekend at my fucking grandma's house in Tehachapi, California, and then uh, came back and started to play it. And was trying so hard to convince myself it was good because it's not just hard. It's not just like like bad. It's like very hard, and it makes no sense. And then it's also got some things that are tries to inject some levity into it, but in ways that just are that are made make it even more confusing. So like basically like you're you're a, an asteroid is coming towards Earth. Uh, they try to blow it up. That backfires, and so instead so the humanity's last hope. Has has to escape on a vessel. They establish an outpost on a distant world. I don't remember if it's Mars or if it's some other planet in a different galaxy. Doesn't matter. Uh, it fucking sucks. And then you're you're building like little like hubs in under domes, but like the fucking it's so unintuitive. It crashes all the time. And then one of the things that happens is once your population swells to a large enough amount a red light district starts. So it's like weirdly like a thing of like, there's like, now you've got to manage like sex workers. Like you got to deal with that. It's, and it's just like, what is this doing in this game? There's no connection to it. It's so confusing. Just, just, a, just a fucking mess. I was barely making sense as I was talking about this. Cause it was just like all this like fucking yeah. pent up rage from two decades ago was bubbling up. I, I also, well, I mean, I, I remembered while you were talking about because I'm like, oh fuck, there was a space game that I gave money to that I that still hasn't come out, Whoa. and that's Star Citizen, which has been in development since 2011. It's by the Wing Commander guys, and it raised 250 million dollars. Whoa, <laughs> and still hasn't come out. Oh really? yes, I know what game this yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck, I totally forgot. But like, I think I sent them like five dollars. Like in 2012 or something. That's um, crazy. Yeah, that game still isn't out. So if you went all in on that game, you've been waiting a long time. Can that be considered like a scam? No, because they're wor- they're, they're literally doing it, working right. on yeah. it. It's like it's more like the uh, the Duke Nukem problem where they just uh. keep changing. They want it to be the best possible thing. It's a massively multiplayer flight sim and inter intergalactic space simulator. Yeah, with a working economy and trading posts. Like the idea wow. is that you would be able to fucking just get in your ship, and now you can buy, you can pre-purchase ships for a game that hasn't come out yet. So wow. you can like pre-purchase like an Enterprise class style ship. So that it's waiting for you in your hangar when the game comes out. And then you could like go to planets and get stuff and trade it. And that game is never coming out because the guy's, I mean, he's trying to simulate the universe. (laughs) Wow. It's so ambitious and there's so much money behind it. Yeah. 
Uh, out, so this is I, I I was reading through the Wikipedia of Outpost to remind me of some of why this game is so miserable, and I think this this will give you a sense. So one of the first things that happens is you are going to a different star system. It is you it is intergalactic. You're going to a different star system to find a habitable planet to land on and build your civilization, but you can accidentally choose the wrong star system in the beginning and find them find yourselves in a star system with no habitable planets. So just like you can just lose immediately arbitrarily because you just you're just like, OK, we'll try this star system. Nope, there's no place we can establish life. Game over. It's like, what is that? Why? Are you, why is that in there? Jesus. Uh, all right. Let's look at the next question. OK, this next one is from Jeremy May. The, the subject here, replaying games. Hi, people. I was wondering what games you've played that when you finished, you immediately started again, Ooh, or a question. buggy game that you've had to restart because of a broken part that just had to finish because you loved it. Recently, I played Ori in the Blind Forest and was nearing the end when a bug, or so I thought, kept me from completion. I loved my experience so far in the game that I happily restarted. Turns out it wasn't a bug, but just me overlooking a simple solution. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. So the first thing that came to mind is... Uh, my wife, Natalie, encountered a progression break in Prince of Persia for Xbox where she like got to a boss about midway through the game. And it was just uh, it was it was she's like kind of saved herself into a corner with this boss where there was just no way to progress. And she had to start over. Uh, but she finished it, which I was which I was very impressed by because I would have just thrown up my hands. Which Prince of Persia? The the the, the, fir- the Sands of Time. Sands of the, Time. Yeah, the, the first one for Xbox and uh, PlayStation 2. Was it also on? Yeah. And then um, but the other thing that came to mind was Goonies 2 for NES. There was a part where, like, like you're trying to rescue the mermaid Annie. I don't remember. I barely remember the story. I think it's one of those ones where the story is all in the manual. But you're trying to res- re- rescue the mermaid Annie, and so I got to the mermaid Annie, and then it's one of those ones, actually, like Friday the 13th, the game, which we covered on the podcast. Uh, Matt has brought up the screen here. So we see I Love You, Mikey. That's your player character. So you have it's it's it it's mostly a platformer, but slips into a, kind of a Metroidvania, but goes into sections where you're in first person and you have commands that you can pick from a menu. Uh, go hit take tools. So I got to the fucking mermaid, and then I hit go, which gives you a directional way of proceeding. But there's no place to go because it's just a single screen. So I was just trapped there. I fucking that's where that's your goal. You have to like use your tool. You have to use the thing to unlock the her case so you can free Annie. But instead, I tried to move, and as a result, I was like fucking trapped there. Oh my god! And that's like that's like ninety percent of the way through the game. So I just had to restart. I was so pissed off. Wow. I think I later found out too that if you just press the start button, you'll go back. And oh. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was a dumb kid. What did I know? I uh. The first part of the question was uh, finishing a game and immediately starting over again. Dark Souls, I imme- like immediately, as soon as it ended, I went right back into it. Uh, and I think Death Stranding also. Like, wow. as soon as Death Stranding ended, I was like, I got to keep fucking delivering. So those are the two that come up. The one that comes up for have I ever, like, f- broken a game is I have never beaten Final Fantasy VII because I got to Sephiroth so underleveled that it was impossible to beat him. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, and I think the save point I was at, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to backtrack or something, 
but I, I was just stuck. I might, I might have like legitimately just been stuck and couldn't mm-hmm. beat the game. Um, but that I have not yet ever actually beaten seven. I have a, this is going to be a, I think a confession in this room. Oh boy. Um, while I was playing the last of us, like when it came out, I got to this point in the game where I kept dying and in this spot where I was dying, there was a known bug, like uh, a bug that hadn't been patched. And it's probably patched at this point, but at the time it hadn't been patched. And it would freeze my game in this like cemetery area in The Last of Us. Um, and I think it's about like maybe midway mm-hmm. through the game. Yeah. And it would just freeze my game and I'd have to start over. But it, the save point that was before that was like, like, several steps away from that so it would always be like a chore to get back to this part of the game so i was stuck in this loop forever to the point that i never finished the last of us wow wow i never finished it because of the bugged cemetery and now i have it on ps4 also and i I just haven't finished it because i forgot i tried to restart it recently i think i said i was gonna finish it in october for halloween and um the beginning was too scary, and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, as game game I've immediately replayed. I, I'm trying to think of uh, nothing comes to mind immediately. May, I feel like maybe Super Mario World when it came out. I think I finished that and then immediately started up a new. Well, I think when I 96 uh, started, I think got got the, all 96 exits. I think I started a new game, but I don't remember exactly. All right, next question. Let's do a voicemail. All right, here comes another voicemail. Listen to this audio mail. (laughs) Here's some audio mail. This one, this person did not leave a name. Hey, Nick and Heather. Uh, I had a question about uh, sense memories that you might have related to video games, and if you had those at all. Uh, Basically, for me, anytime I hear ABBA on the radio or whatever, I have a very strong memory of me and my buddy playing Left 4 Dead 2, uh, late at night when I was in college, and we would both be listening to ABBA at the same time while we were playing. So, yeah, I was just wondering if you guys had any kind of similar sense memories related to video games. Thanks. Anytime I'm in, like, a cubicle farm or some sort of open office concept and I hear a lot of mouse clicking, that immediately puts me back playing Diablo. I'm I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what I the sound Whoa. I would just hear, just, just obsessive, obsessive clicking. Wow. Um, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, a playlist that I made a CD of when Perfect Dark came out. Um, and we would turn down the music, uh, when we were multiplaying Perfect Dark, Mm -hmm. uh, and then play the CD of all these different action themes. And so sometimes when I hear any of those action theme pieces out of that context, I'll be like blasted back in my brain to Perfect Dark. Um, And then literally everything else in the world uh, reminds (laughs) me of games. (laughs) I don't know if this is a cheat or not, but there are specific specific songs. Uh, One is Bark at the Moon, Ozzy Osbourne, and the other is uh, uh, Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force that – Put me in, in. Oh, you know what? There's there's one more. There's a David Bowie song. Which one is it? Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. Yes, that immediately put me back in Guitar Hero. Yeah, and when I hear them, that's my primary association now. Mm. I was thinking of Guitar Hero, and I was thinking of 
uh, the band Goldfinger, their song Superman, oh, just yeah. takes me straight back to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, but specifically the downhill jam level. Because it's just a straight, you're just going straight down a mountain mm-hmm. to that song. And that's that always seemed like a very cool, uh, unobtainable thing for me to do. Like, I just could never, I could never do that myself. Too afraid. I suppose if I heard Offspring, I would think of Crazy Taxi. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and just start driving like yeah. a maniac. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and also, like, a big turkey leg is, like, that's, like, for me, I, that's such a video game association, like a big hunk of meat or a big ham hawk. When, I'm do, like, you, when do you fucking see a big turkey leg? Health restoration. Uh, you see it, like, at a, like no, a— I mean, in games, I know, but when are you in your, like, regular life are you, like, running across a turkey leg? Oh, I got a second job at a turkey farm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you'll, you'll like, you know, not it's not a common food item. Right. But, I mean, you'll run into it at a theme park or— at a for a holiday, the big turkey legs yeah. exist. When you smash a barrel, there's just a full plate of spaghetti <laughs> in there. <laughs> but specifically, the big like leg of meat. Yeah. Like for me, that's that's such a video game thing. Yeah, makes yeah. me think of of Castlevania. I'm just realizing. I mean, yeah, there's visual things we can associate. There's um, auditory things we can associate. We'll never smell or taste a video game, and isn't that something? Mm. Not yet. That's true. Not yet. Get on it. Uh, who's going to do it? I mean, Someone Microsoft. It they, they've got all the wrong it. fucking ideas. <laughs> I will say that when I just, when I smell like, uh, like pissed pants, that makes me think of when I was playing World of Warcraft and didn't want to get up to use the bathroom. <laughs> It's like when I'm on when, the bus and someone when, pissed their oh, pants. Oh, when you're on the bus. Yeah. So I was like, how often? Okay, so. A vision into your life is seeing a lot of turkey legs mm-hmm. and smelling a lot of piss pants. pants. <laughs> There's a lot of inco- incontinent workers at the turkey farm, Moonlandette. <laughs> uh, let's go to Twitter. This next one is from uh, Nick Kirkman on Twitter. What major console do you think had the best lineup of games? Which one do you think fell the most flat? Oh, this one's real easy. PS2 had the best lineup of games. An insane lineup. It's Very an good answer. Incredible. It's it's un it's insurmountable. And, it's, and if you count its backwards compatibility with PS1, it's yeah. just there's no one else who holds a candle to yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the if you have a if you if you have to go to an island and you can only bring one system, I think you have to bring PS2 yeah. and the PS1 games. Uh, which one fell the most flat? 32X. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, maybe Virtual Boy. Maybe the Wii U. The Jaguar. Man, Wii U Mm. had some good games. I guess it did have, I mean, it had Breath of the Wild. Fuck yeah, it did. (laughs) Yeah. I take it back immediately. Yeah, and and I mean, Super Mario 3D World is one of the better 3D Marios. Yeah. It's, but it, it had so few good games like it had some really good ones but i i think that's a contender for oof i don't know i mean i loved my wii u i i, I never would, had it i would say that the the issue with nintendo consoles is that there are always some very high peaks and just each and every one of them has some game except for virtual boy i guess has some game that's like a, almost an unmissable classic oh man wario wario land is pretty good on virtual boy <laughs> uh but I would say, you know, and this this is a this is a little bit of a cheat, a little bit of a workaround here, but I think that they, that you could make an argument that a gaming PC is the ideal console. Oh, that yeah. one has just like the largest library, the yeah. most things you can have access to. If you open up to emulation, then that's just like the one thing that you could have is yeah, just a souped up gaming rig. 
most fell the most flat. I was thinking Atari Jaguar. That was one that everyone was talking about how like it was it was much hyped. People were talking about how how amazing it was going to be, and then there was just like nothing really worth playing on it. No. Yeah. I, I this question made me think of a a separate question, and it's so we said the PS2 probably had the best library of yeah. games. Do we think of that era that the PS2 had the best video game? Like the single best video game. What era was that? That was GameCube era? GameCube, yeah, GameCube, Xbox. Xbox. Nope. What would be your pick? Resident Evil 4 was the best game of that era. But it was on there. But it wasn't there first, right? It wasn't yeah, there it was, first. It was mm. originally on GameCube. That's a good, yeah, I mean. Shadow of the Colossus was on PS2, though. It's That's tough. I don't know if it had, I don't know if it, if I would say yes, but I don't think Final Fantasy it's not an easy no, right? It's not an easy no because yeah. you get Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, both on PS2. Well, no. God of War. I don't know if that's the best yeah. game. No, of I wouldn't put God of War that high. Boy, I don't know. I'd have to look at the that era in a little bit more depth. And what are you buying? <laughs> oh, see, yeah, he scares me so much. What are that, you selling? That guy, that, so that's how scary that game is. That man is there to help you, and he scares me. What are you buying? <laughs> man, that game was good. I bought I bought the port for the Switch, and I still haven't finished it because it's too scary. What are you buying? It's so He scares me. Can I say uh, just a game memory that ha- this, uh, with an associated yeah. smell, taste, whatever, uh, is that I played uh Resident Evil 4 on GameCube mm-hmm. in uh in Amsterdam when I lived in Amsterdam and the Domino's Pizza had a pizza there called the Double Decker oh my god <laughs> which was two pizzas on top of each other one was a thin crust pizza and it was on top of a regular crust pizza <laughs> and in between the Sounds layers like was a different kind of cheese than you normally find on a it was like a dutch cheese yeah. in between the layers and then on top of the thin crust one was regular cheese and regular sauce and pepperoni or whatever and it was the best fucking pizza that has ever existed that's from, so crazy from like a, a chain pizza place yeah and it was such a very specific taste that i can remember the taste and it makes me think of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> wow. But I will never taste it again yeah. and then have that association. But I ate it every, I, I played every Saturday and, and ate the same pizza every Saturday. I just, you saying that reminded me, this is now two questions ago, but um, anytime I see a Shakey's or like smell a Shakey's, I think of the Simpsons game, the Simpsons arcade. Oh, yeah, 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 I can yeah, see yeah, that. yeah. Just because it was there and I was eating Mojo's and uh, playing Simpsons. Uh uh, I'm looking up the era of roughly 2001 through 2004, 2005, which which roughly corresponds with that PlayStation 2 era in gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely some contenders on the, the on the PS2, depending on how you feel about the Grand Theft Auto franchise. You know, you got San Andreas in mm-hmm. there. That's that's certainly a contender for the generation. Uh, I think that probably of that time period, again a PC game, but I think Half Life Two would oh, be my shit. pick. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and then and then if you count Orange Box, which was later brought over, I mean, it, it, there that is a console, that is also a console game. But yeah, Resident Evil Four is 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 an excellent pick as well. What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have another voicemail here. This person also didn't leave a name. Hello, how did this get played? I don't know why I'm using this contact method for this question, but I'm curious if you've ever played or will be reviewing 
or your thoughts on any of the Tex Murphy games, the kind of point-and-click playable movie-type games popular a bunch of years ago. They released a new one a few years back. Um, yeah, that's all. Thanks. Bye. So I never played the Tex Murphy games. We absolutely should cover these because they are bananas. What's great about them is they are they are designed by this guy. I just looked him up. His name is Chris Jones, and they they are live action FMV games, and they star Chris Jones, <laughs> who is not an actor. <laughs> and it's very obvious if you watch any clips that he is not an actor. But it's uh it's uh, yeah they they made a bunch of them. Uh, mean Streets. Uh, under a Killing Moon, that way it was, I think, the most famous one. Pandora Directive. Yeah, they, they made a bunch of these, and I, I was always intrigued by them. Uh, you know, he's like this hard-boiled P.I. That's kind of the he's, – he wears a, a trench coat and has a, a fedora. And uh, just just weird bananas games that it's it's strange that they were ever made. I'm in. Let, let's, yeah, we should definitely cover these. I let's mean, this play this garbage. <laughs> Great, I'll add to the list. Uh, the poisoned pawn is the one that is, I guess, still in development. Um, and uh, that one, I guess, will also star a much older Chris Jones. We're gonna see. Interesting. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of film noir slash cyberpunky. You know, sort of Blade Runner adjacent. I feel like is the is the aesthetic there. And so. Is I mean, is Chris Jones? He's just this man. Yeah, he play. That's this is what his life has been. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. That's I mean, that's a life. That's a life. That's a life. And you know what? I stand a king. <laughs> More power to him. <laughs> I, I think him. it's great. He did what he wanted to do, uh, and people and people responded to it. This next okay. So this next one is uh, is from Twitter. Also, this one's from at posts not posted. Are there games that were so good or interested you so much that you bought an unowned console just to play it? Uh, I mean, yes. And I will say that that for the longest time as a kid, I was at, we were, you know, we were just a Nintendo family with some PC gaming supplementing that. And I I the time I spent messing around with a PlayStation 1 at my friend's house, I was just like, well, I got to get a fucking PlayStation. It was Resident Evil was the game, although weirdly when I bought a PlayStation, I didn't buy Resident Evil. I bought – What are uh, you buying? <laughs> <laughs> what I was buying was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That was the – I think that was my first PlayStation 1 game and then Final Fantasy VII followed in quick succession or vice versa. Uh, but yeah, those those were games that – and I'm glad I did it because there were some omissable titles in the 32-bit era that were PlayStation exclusives. And I feel like if I just had a Nintendo 64, I'd have a different – a gaming identity. I went backwards to play Nintendo. Wow. Cause, because I was in a Sega yeah, uh, right. household. Um, and so I got Nintendo, I think after Super Nintendo. But I was like, well, I got to go. I got to fucking play these games. Like I'd rented gotta, them from Blockbuster sure. or whatever my parents had. Uh, or I'd played them at like a cousin's house or something. But like... Super Mario 3, I, I had to play it. Like, you can't not play Super Mario 3. So I went backwards and played Nintendo. I remember that. That was good times. Matt, any console you ever got just to play a, a specific game? Uh, well, it doesn't count. Does it, I don't know if it counts if it was, like, something I was intending to buy at some point. Because, mm. like, I held off on buying 
a PS4 until uh, uh, Batman Arkham Knight came out. It wasn't a launch title, but it, it was. It came out pretty close mm. to like I feel when like it that, came out. I feel like that counts because in the industry, that's the thing. Like if a game is a system seller, yeah, that's like it, it has that quality where someone's gonna buy a system for it. So well, yeah, I think that's fair. I bought that, and then when I uh, got the game, I was very excited to play it. And then you know, ten hours later, when it was done, I was like, huh, I guess it's over. <laughs> 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 but I still have my PS4 and I uh, watch Netflix on it all the time. I haven't forgotten about my 20% off of my PS5 oh, scam yes. that I can't wait to run. <laughs> can't wait to run that scam. Uh, what do you, uh, Have you explained that scam on the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see it in action. So here's how the scam works. <laughs> I got I got fucked I got fucked out of a, a, a Death Stranding PS4. Uh, they they I sold they bought I bought one and they and they sold it to me and I I paid the money and then they were like we're sorry we don't have this and they gave me my money back but I was real depressed about it and they were like but whatever you purchase next we'll give you twenty percent off uh, if you want to get like a regular PS4 Pro or whatever and I was like nope. I'm saving this code and I'm going to load up all my friends with PS5s. <laughs> use the code. I'm going to get like 20% off of like 10 PS- yeah. PS5s. <laughs> he hope That's you're not listening, scam. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they are. <laughs> uh, hey, that was this edition of How Did This Get Played Premium DLC Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Check us out every other week right here on Stitcher Premium. And hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail, a.k.a. audio mail, at 616-2PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. What are you selling? <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>